and welcome back to the Yes Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. I hope everybody's enjoying their Tuesday afternoon. It's another cloudy day in central Connecticut. At least the rain has held off for most of the day. I'm hoping to get a little run in a little bit later, hopefully, if it's warm enough out there. So we're going to start off today's podcast with just a little bit of housekeeping. Number one, uh, our Memorial Day hours. We are big time slackers down here because we take the whole weekend off. We're going to be closed Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So we will be running our normal sessions on Friday night. And we'll be back open 5.30 on Tuesday morning. But we are closed Friday, pardon me, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So I hope everybody enjoys their holiday weekend. Second, we've got our exercise for the summer free promotion going on. How do you get to exercise for the summer free? Bring us a referral. If that referral comes on board as a client, you get to exercise for the summer for free. It's on us. We appreciate the referral. And that's a little gift to you for sending a person our way. And third, we've got our uh, Summer Sizzler program starting on June 1st. Summer Sizzler is a 30-day program to help get you going in the right direction for the summer, lose some fat, increase your energy, get those clothes to feel a little bit better, fit a little bit better feel much more comfortable with your body and your being on the beach or wherever you might be going. So Summer Sizzler starts June 1st. Contact us through the Facebook here or give us a call at 860-673-4293 or send out an email. It's easy to find us. We're all over the place. Let us know if you're interested and we'll get you started right away. That's our Summer Sizzler program. So last week, I promised you that I was going to talk about fitness secrets for over 40 to get real results. So I'm going to give you a list of things on what is a proven method that we've been using down here at Yes Fitness for over 20 years to help people over 40 get real results. Whatever those results may be, whether it is for fat loss or they want to overcome an injury or surgery or they want to perform better, let's say they want to golf better or hike better, ride the cycle better, uh, transform their bodies to uh, increase muscle mass, thin out, tone, get stronger, become more flexible, whatever it might be, these are the fitness secrets that we use that have helped us be so successful over the last 20 years to help people change their lives. So we can put these tips towards any goal that you have. So that is tip number one. Tip number one is to have a goal. Have something that you're striving for, something that you're working towards, whatever it may be. This will give your training a purpose. So you won't just be going through the motions just because if you're just going to go to the gym, jump on machines, the same machines that you've been jumping on for the last decade, get on the treadmill and do the same workout that you've done in the past decade, uh, even if you've done the same workout for, for the last two months, you need to have some purpose to your exercise program. What are you trying to accomplish? Whatever that goal is, 
again, it can be for fat loss. It can be for body transformation. It can be able to play golf better. It can be uh, just to be able to move better, to play with your grandchildren, to be able to dance better. Whatever that goal is, you've got to have a goal set because if not, you're just going to go through the motions. You're not going to be motivated to get to the gym. You're not going to be motivated to work out. You're not going to be motivated to take, make the effort necessary to accomplish that goal. So you're not going to get results. So define what that goal is and then use the SMART principle to help break the goal down into smaller increments. SMART is an acronym for be very specific with what you want to accomplish. So your long-term specific goal. I want to lose 10 pounds by July 1st. You want that goal to be measurable so we can put you on a scale or an in-body scan and measure whether we're losing fat, 10 pounds of fat by July 1st. You need to have some accountability with that. So we need to let people know how you're going to become accountable, whether you're working with your coach at a coaching center like ours or you're just talking to a friend about it. You need some accountability. It needs to be a realistic goal, so don't pick a goal like fat loss. I want to lose 30 pounds by July 1st because that's very unrealistic and probably not attainable. And S-M-A-R-T. Funny, I forgot what T is right now for some reason. This is definitely a senior moment. Can't remember. So anyway, pick a large goal, break it down into small goals, break it down into weekly goals, and then bring it down to daily specific goals, whatever they may be. And those goals should be geared towards each of the areas that we're going to talk about. So you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan in place for each of the areas that we're going to talk about. Plans are very important. You can't get to go where you want to go if you don't have a plan. You have that goal now, let's start a plan, let's reverse engineer it, let's work backwards and figure out what we need to do tomorrow and then the next day and this week, next week, whatever time frame it takes for you to achieve that goal and the results that you're looking for. So that's number one. Number two, basically for any plan, you need to do some anaerobic training. That would be some cardiovascular work other than steady state, getting on a treadmill, going along, whatever you want to do, because your body adapts to that very quickly. We've talked about interval training many times on the podcast. Uh, just to define what interval training is, because it, it can be a little confusing at times. It means you're going to work hard for a specific period of time, and you're going to rest for a specific period of time. So there are fixed work and fixed rest or fixed distance. So you might run for 100 yards and walk for 100 yards, run for 100 yards and walk for 100 yards. You might work um, for 30 seconds and rest for 30 seconds, work for 30 seconds, rest for 30 seconds. Research shows this type of training that we do here, heart rate-based training is the best. That way we're going to be accountable for how hard we're working and we're going to be making sure that we take the correct amount of rest. So work hard, rest, work hard, rest. That will help reduce the risk for injury. That'll give you some accountability, both for how hard you work and how rest you, much rest you're gonna take. Interval training, in, in essence, when done correctly, is the most efficient way to burn fat. Your body produces hormones like epinephrine to, 
to burn fat. Um, it boosts your metabolism for 24 to 48 hours post-workout if it's done correctly so that you're burning calories because of that oxygen consumption and oxygen debt throughout your cells for 24 or 48 hours, which is not the case when you do steady state training. Again, steady state is when you just get on and you go. I don't care if you're huffing and puffing for 45 minutes. It's not as efficient as interval training. Um, so, again, the best results are always with a heart rate monitor. Why do we want to do anaerobic training? For just about any goal that there is out there, unless you're going to try to run a marathon, which, again, you may still want to do some anaerobic training, um, helps burn fat. It helps you become aerobically fit faster than steady state training. It also, so it gets you in shape better. Builds your VO2 max, your aerobic capacity, gets you in shape faster. It also helps ward off disease faster. It helps people live a little longer. So it's going to help with uh, diseases like coronary artery disease, stroke, diabetes, things like that. Anaerobic training is better for those disease prevention than steady state training. So anaerobic training in your program, start off slowly, work your way up, and at best, try to use a heart rate monitor. The next is to do strength training. Strength is the base for just about every goal out there. If you're trying to perform better, you want to do strength training. If you want to transform your body, you need to do strength training. If you want to lose fat, you need to do strength training. If you want to tone up, you want to do some strength training. If you want to improve your balance, you need to do strength training. Again, any kind of performance, you want to do some strength training. So strength training is key to getting results, especially after 40, because from at 30, age 30 on, if we're not doing anything, we're losing muscle mass. So we're losing that lean body mass, metabolism slows down, we're getting weaker, we're getting softer, we're getting all the things that we don't want to be. So strength training is a key to over 40. And that doesn't mean just going to the gym, getting on some machines, and working those muscles a little bit. You want to make sure that you've, you're in some type of program, not just a workout. You want to be in a program. So you want to have a, a plan in place. Just like with your anaerobic training, your plan is going to be in place, how often you're going to do it and how hard you're going to work and where you might be working at, whether you're outside running, walking on a treadmill, coming to a uh, Get Lean class here at Yes Fitness. You want to have a plan as to how often and how hard and, and how long you're going to be working out. So with our strength training, again, we need to have a plan, a plan in place that addresses the purpose of your program, what you're trying to accomplish. So you can't just go to the gym and just do whatever you want because you're not going to get results. One thing that people make a mistake of all the time is they don't try to get uncomfortable. You need to get uncomfortable if you want to make change. You need to work hard. You have to be willing to get tired. So here we have this program enter it now, okay? We're going to have a certain repetition range. Let's say this, this month it's... 15 repetitions. You need to make sure that you're getting tired with the weight at 15 repetitions. So, for example, if you're doing a goblet squat and you're using a 20-pound kettlebell and you get to 15 and you really can't do any more with good form, that's the right weight for you. 
But if you get to 15 and you think you could do 17, 18, maybe even 20 repetitions, it's not heavy enough. You're not going to ask your body to change. You're not getting uncomfortable. So you need to make sure that you lift with a purpose. So when we talk about those repetition ranges, and in our plan, we want to manipulate those repetition ranges. Your body gets used to repetition range faster than it does an exercise. So, so what does that mean? We want to make sure that we're changing it along some way. Just a simple linear periodization would be um, for a month or so, three to six workouts, you want to do 15 repetitions. And then the next month or so, you want to do 12 repetitions. And then you want to go to eight repetitions, maybe down to six repetitions, and cycle along that way. So even if you did a goblet squat with a weight that gets you tired of 15 reps, and the next month you stayed with a goblet squat and you went and did 12 repetitions with a heavier weight, and then the next month you stayed with a goblet squat and you went down to 10 repetitions with a heavier weight, and then eight repetitions with a heavier weight, that is more effective than bouncing around and changing from a goblet squat to a back squat to a USB front-loaded squat. You need to change your repetition range. That's what's key. And you want to try to get fatigued in that repetition range, but you don't want to stay with that repetition range too long. So if you go to a gym or you come into a coaching facility, working with a coach, you want to stay with that repetition range for about three to six workouts. Six workouts, your body's getting bored, your mind's getting bored, you're no longer making change. You're just going through the motions, and that's not what we're looking for. We're looking to get results. We're looking to make change. Another key is to stay away from single joint exercises when we're lifting. What that means is you're not going to do bicep curls. We're not going to do tricep work. We're not going to do inner and outer thigh. That is not going to change your body. That is not going to give you overall strength. That's not going to help you burn fat. That's not going to tone you up. It's not going to lean you out. You want to do what we call multi-joint exercises, typically closed chain. But So what does that mean? A multi-joint exercise for the lower body is either a squat or a lunge hip hinge, which is a deadlift motion, and a single leg stance, which might be a step up or single leg deadlift. Those are the only ways the lower body moves, and you want to try and exercise each of those movement patterns each week, and you want to try to change that repetition range. Get it tired in the repetition range, that's what you do for lower body. Upper body is very simple. There's a horizontal push, there's a vertical push, there's a horizontal row, and a vertical row. No single joint exercises. You're going to get plenty of bicep work and a little tricep work when you do your, your push motions and your pull motions. Lower body, inner and outer thighs are going to get work when you do your single leg stance and any of those other exercises correctly. So stay away from single joint exercises. It's, it's not going to really get you stronger. It's not going to improve your performance. It's not going to tighten your body. It's not going to give you results unless maybe you're a bodybuilder. It's the only time we take a look at doing some single joint exercises. An area of mistake that many, many people make is when they go to the gym, they don't work hard enough. And then if they do work hard enough, they don't give the body enough recovery. Recovery is important. It's not during your workout when you get in shape. It's after your workout is when you get in shape. What that means is if you're lifting weights correctly and you're getting fatigued on Monday, you should not lift again until Wednesday. You need 48 hours rest. You've got to let the muscles 
recover from the damage you did when you were lifting, if you were lifting correctly. That is one of the keys to results. Performing strength training every day is not going to give you optimal results in the shortest amount of time. This also brings us back to anaerobic training. You don't want to do anaerobic training every single day either. Your body needs to rest. That's why we have a plan. We want to make sure that we figure some rest days in there, maybe some lighter intensity work, something 60% of heart rate max, but maybe some um, recovery work on a foam roller, some self-myofascial release, um, something like our, our stretch class where we do some um, range of motion work. But you need recovery. It's extremely important to get long-term results. And the last key in the strength training portion is your post-work. You go to the gym, you come to the coaching center, you work real hard, doing everything I said you need to do, you're getting tired, you're giving recovery, but you're not doing the correct post-workout nutrition. So 10 minutes or so after you work out, you need to have, this is from strength training, you need to have a post-workout whey protein shake. You just need to do it. You need to fuel the muscle. That's when that window of opportunity is there for you to be able to get the nutrients into the muscles to be able to make the changes that you want them to make. So how much do you need? How much protein do you need? Because protein is extremely important. And we're going to talk about nutrition in a minute. How much protein do you need? So let's just, for an adult, strength training, trying to make changes in your body composition. You need 1.4 to 1.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. So what does that all mean? So... You would take your weight and divide it by 2.2. That'll give you kilograms. So we have a 150-pound person. We're dividing that by two. That's going to give us how much they weigh in kilograms. So if you're a 150-pound person, male or female, 1.4 grams per kilogram of body weight is about 95 grams. And 1.8 is... I want to say 123 grams. So about from 195 to 125 grams of protein per day you need to have. If you're doing all this work and you want to make change, whether you want to get stronger, whether you got to get more toned, whether you want to get leaner, whether you want to get bigger, you need to do this. So what is 95 grams of protein? Well, when we get to the nutrition part, we're going to talk about this. We want to have five small meals a day, five or six meals a day. If you have five meals a day, and you have 20 grams per meal, that's 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. So 20 grams. Your body's really not going to metabolize much more than that. So 20, 25 grams is most you need. So what would be 20 grams of protein? So most three-ounce serving size of meat, poultry, fish is um, somewhere between, oh, it's about 18 grams or so. About 18 grams of protein in there. Uh, eggs are six grams of protein. A half a cup of beans. Most beans are somewhere between six and 11 grams of protein. Same thing with nuts and seeds. So just think about when you sit down with your plan, and we talk about nutrition, your plan, and your meal, that you want to try to have protein at every meal, along with your protein shake, around 20 grams, and you'll hit that target number that you need to do if you're a 150-pound person. 
So since we're talking about this a little bit, let's get right into nutrition. Nutrition is the next thing you need to have a plan. Without a plan, plan in place every single week, sit down, know what I'm going to eat for breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and dinner. So I go to the store and buy the correct products. These products are going to be prepared correctly in the right portion sizes. And I'm going to be able to say, no, I don't want any. I'm going to pass because I want to make sure that I can achieve my results. It's all about getting results. Number one thing, always with nutrition, make sure you're drinking a half of your body weight in water. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you need to drink 75 ounces of water per day. It's a lot. sounds like a lot, but that's what you need to do to make any kind of transformation in your body. If you want your body to perform correctly and get results, half of your body weight in water. Said a minute ago, we want to have five to six meals a day, three to four hours apart. We want to make sure that our first meal of the day was about 15 minutes waking up in the morning. We want to also make sure we have protein in every meal. So you're getting up, you're going to have some kind of protein. And then forward, whether it's lunch, breakfast, dinner, or snack, there's protein involved. Protein to help you feel full. Protein is going to help build the muscle that we're looking to build. Protein is also going to keep your blood sugar levels nice and even so there's no spikes of sugar if you eat something that's a little bit high in glycemic index. So all reasons why it takes more calories to, to digest protein in a carbohydrate or fat. So all reasons why we want to try to have some protein. Then with your proteins, you want to make sure you have a fruit or a vegetable with every single meal. Every time you eat, you have a protein and a fruit or a protein and vegetable. It's very simple, easy way to plan out your meals. Um, I don't tell you not to have any specific fruit or vegetable. Um, I don't believe in that. I believe if you want to eat a banana, eat a banana. Just make sure you have a protein with it. Because I know some people say don't eat bananas. Some people say don't eat carrots. Go ahead and have some carrots. Make sure you have a protein with it. So we have a protein and fruit and protein and vegetable. If we're trying to transform our bodies, trying to lose some fat, we want to make sure that we only have carbohydrate, a starchy carbohydrate at breakfast and post-workout. Breakfast and post-workout. That's it. And those carbohydrates, if we're having enough pro fruit and vegetable, we're getting plenty of nutrients that we need for our body. And we're getting a lot of carbohydrates. We're getting a lot of fiber from those fruits and vegetables. But if we're going to have a starchy carbohydrate, Obviously, this isn't um, new news to anyone, I'm sure, that we want to make sure that we don't have any processed carbohydrates, no simple sugars, no cookies, cakes, pastries, any of that stuff. We'd really prefer you to have some wheat-free products. Rice, rye, potatoes are okay with us. Uh, Quinoa, brown rice, sweet potatoes, any of those type of really good starchy carbohydrates. You can have a breakfast or post-workout. Um, if you've achieved your goal and you're doing fat loss, you can inc include more of those uh, with your lunch and your dinner. Don't be afraid to have healthy fats. Also an important part of nutrition, healthy fats are extremely important, especially to lose fat. So some healthy fats are avocados, almond butter, nuts, seeds, olives, olive oils, like olive products, some coconut milk, almond milk. Those are the things we're looking to have, okay, in the healthy fat category. Two final things with this. Want to watch our portion sizes, especially with the proteins, because the proteins can have calories added up very quickly very quickly so watch your portion sizes 
three ounces of meat, about the size of the palm of your hand, deck of cards, um, that type of thing. For a male, you'd want to have two, two, I mean, five or six ounces. Female, you want to be around three, maybe four ounces of a protein. And our final rule to make sure that we're getting some type of results is we go by the 90% rule. Whether it's in trying to lose fat, transform your body, improve your performance, we're always looking at the 90% rule. That means three times a week, if you're eating five to six meals a day, three times a week, you can have a splurge, whatever that splurge might be. Splurge could be one glass of wine, four ounces of wine. It could be one slice of pizza. It could be a small dish of ice cream. Whatever it is, have that splurge. Enjoy it so you don't start to crave it and move on and you will get results. And the final thing that we want to talk about for results is to de-stress and change your mindset. So I'm going to kind of put those two together some. So de-stress is always for fat loss. Um, you don't want your body producing cortisol. It makes it hard to burn fat, get rid of, eliminate fat from your body. But I want you to de-stress. And when you're de-stressing, I want you to change your mindset. Because we are getting a little older. It is more challenging. It is more difficult. You may have tried some things before, whatever it might be. And if you don't have the correct mindset, if you're not positive about it all the time, it's going to be difficult to achieve your goals. So you need to have a positive mindset. So while you're de-stressing, whatever it might be, reading a book, taking a bubble bath, going for a walk, doing some meditation, I want you to clear your mind and get a positive mindset. So there's the tips right there. What do we have? We want to make sure that we have a goal so that we're focused and we have a purpose to our workouts. We have a plan in place. So it's not just a workout. It's a full program. And the goal and the plan will determine what we do for our anaerobic training, which would make sure we do an interval training. We'll do our strength training. We'll make sure that we're working hard and we have some type of plan in place where we get some change. We're going to make sure we have proper nutrition for post-workout and in our daily meals. We're going to make sure that we're de-stressing with our mindset. So there's four things. If you do those four things, if you maintain consistency with those four things, you will get results. You will get results whether it's transformation, fat loss, improve balance, get stronger, get more toned, improve your performance, have more energy, sleep better, reduce your risk for disease, improve longevity. Those things are key to results over 40. Because if you remember way back in your 20s, I hear it all the time. Oh, when I was a kid, I could lose weight like that. Or when I was a kid, I could go run a mile. It doesn't matter all the time. I could just do it. It's not like that anymore. We know that as we get older. So we need to have a plan in place with a purpose to what we're doing, and you will get results. If you have any questions for me, certainly Facebook message me. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions on the topic and then give you some ideas and some um, suggestions on helping you get the results that you're looking for. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Next week, we have a special guest coming on board, Kathy. Kathy has been with us, I'm not quite sure now, not quite a year. She's made some changes, and she wants to tell you her story and where she's at in life. So hope you have a great evening. Thanks for watching. And uh, next Tuesday, we'll give you more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Have a great night.